You don't need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer with big design, small budget. Here's your host, Betsy Helmuth. everybody. As you can tell, I sound a little bit different this week because I have a cold. So I figured it was a perfect week on Big Design Small Budget for us to feature an interview I did with John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire. Some of you may know his very famous podcast. It's one of the top podcasts on iTunes, and I have been a big fan for years. In fact, listening to his podcast is what gave me the inspiration to start my own. So we go back a long time, me being in awe of John Lee Dumas. And so I wrote to him and I said that I'm an entrepreneur. I'm on fire. I want to share my story with your listeners. So last month, he featured me as a guest and I shared my highest moments, my lowest moments, the lessons I feel like are most important for new entrepreneurs and people who have been in business for a while. So I hope you get a lot of value from this episode because I shared a lot of my journey with him. So guys, enjoy. I'm going to go have a cup of soup. What's shaking Fire Nation? JLD here, and welcome to episode 1380 of EO Fire, where I interview today's most successful entrepreneur seven days a week. And Fire Nation, the number one reason for my success is I've mastered productivity, discipline, and focus, and you can too at selfmasteryjournal.com. Now, allow me to introduce today's featured guest, Betsy Helmuth. Betsy, are you prepared to ignite? I am so ready. I have been waiting for this, John. Yes. <laughs> Betsy owns and operates Affordable Interior Design New York City. She's worked on projects for HGTV, the DIY Network, the Food Network, CBS, NBC, and Chase Bank. Her hardcover book design, Big Design, Small Budget, was recently published by Skyhorse Publishing. She has a weekly podcast of the same name. Love it. That's why your audio is so good, Betsy. Take a minute, fill in some gaps in that intro, and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. All right. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. And uh, I'll tell you a little bit about how I got started. So I actually started my career as a painter. I made paintings for people's apartments. So I'd go to their apartment and measure for an amazing painting. And I'd look around. I'd be like, yo, you have no couch. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, we don't need that. We're going to have an amazing painting and it's going to make our whole apartment just come together. After making a few paintings for people's who, I'm sorry, so after making a few paintings for people who had tragic apartments, one day I had a client who was being kind of flip and funny with me and I decided to be kind of flip and funny with him. And I said, you know what? No matter how great my painting is, your apartment is still going to look a little bit tragic. Can we get you a coffee table? <laughs> so I was like, how about I make you a sketch for a new painting and a new apartment? I'll charge you the same amount for either project and you can choose. So fortunate for me, he went for the full apartment and I put my heart and soul into it. I made paintings, custom designed shelves. I went the distance and it turned out fabulously. And I realized I had a passion for design that I didn't even realize was there. So I wrote to the only designer I knew who was Tom Felicia from Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Remember yeah. that show? Oh, I loved yeah. it. So I watched his show and I wrote to him and I said, do you need an apprentice? And fortunately for me, the timing worked out. He said, yes. 
I went to work with him for nearly a year. And then I left to do my own thing because I was working with celebrities for him, you know, buying $30,000 couches that would be ready in six months. And it was blowing my mind. I'm a really poor girl from Missouri. We were not buying $30,000 couches. (laughs) We were shopping estate sales. So I was not really connecting with the customer in a way that I wanted to. Basically, I was like, can't we get the same thing at Kmart? I found a really similar couch at Crate and Barrel. Let's just go for that one. So I decided to start Affordable Interior Design. uh, And that was about 11 years ago. And since then, I worked on nearly 2,000 spaces. Fire Nation, there's a lot of takeaways from this. But one thing that I'm always trying to stress to you, the entrepreneurs that are listening to my voice and to Betsy's voice here today is, guess what? There's a world happening all around us all the time. I mean, just keep your eyes open, keep your ears open. There are opportunities galore. And I mean, I'm sure Betsy saw many opportunities for a business, for a career, et cetera, but they didn't excite her. But when one did, she jumped on it because she saw the voice. She saw the niche that needed to be filled and she jumped up on that. So Betsy, we're going to be talking a lot about your journey as an entrepreneur, but first and foremost, how do you specifically make money with your business today? So I have several revenue streams. My first and largest revenue stream is we do in-person and online design plans. So we work with people, whether they're in Argentina, I've got a client in Israel right now, and of course, throughout the tri-state area where I'm located. But I have a staff of five designers and two handymen, and we make things fabulous every day. And then I also have an interior design book, which people purchase, and I make revenue from that. And then I have online interior design classes. So I used to teach in-person classes, and I do that whenever I'm feeling plucky, but I always have my online classes going. And then I do also have affiliates. Um, So the items that we recommend, some of them have affiliate links, and we earn a little revenue from that. And then I just opened a storefront in my, I just moved to Westchester, which is a suburb of New York City, and I opened a little store. So I have in-store consultations there as well as some home decor. Sounds like you're staying busy. Always. (laughs) And I have kids, two little kids, an amazing husband and a dog. So, you know, never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. Well, there's dull moments. There's exciting moments. There's boring moments. There's surprising moments. What I want to talk about, Betsy is your worst entrepreneurial moment. So pull back the curtain for us. Take us to that worst moment. Tell us the story. I sure will. I sure will. So it happened almost exactly a year ago today. And uh, everyone heard the name of my business, right? Affordable Interior Design. Well, one night at 10 o'clock at night, I got a text. I got a text from a billionaire, (laughs) a billionaire, texting affordable interior design, asking me to redesign his duplex on Park Avenue. And at first I thought I was being punked. Uh, And then I realized when he's like setting up meetings with me via text at 10 o'clock at night that this could be real. So I didn't realize it was real till I did show up on Park Avenue a couple days later. And there he was. And he's a celebrity. I definitely was in awe. I looked up to him. I was so excited and I was a little bit... Uh, in shock, let's put it that way. But I was pumped, like, let's do this. I'm going to design the heck out of this place. So he gave me no budget. He wanted no approval. He didn't want to see anything. He wanted to be completely surprised. He gave me full access to his Black American Express card and said, go for it. (laughs) And I thought it was such a huge leap of faith that he was calling me, of all the designers he could call in the entire world, He called me. So 
I threw out all my protocol just out the window. I didn't ask for a contract. I normally have my clients fill out a questionnaire so I get to know them a little bit more intimately and understand sort of what they're looking for in terms of style and, and their lifestyle. He refused to fill it out. And I was like, no problem, no problem, even though that's definitely a prerequisite with all my other clients. And so basically for the next four months, I poured my heart and soul into this project. I imported things from Japan. I custom designed furniture. As a part of his uh, financial portfolio, he owns a furniture company. So I worked with the furniture company to design almost every piece in his home. And the most designing I do in terms of furniture in my day-to-day -day life is picking an Ikea sofa and deciding whether it's green or blue. That's as custom as I get, John. Mm. So this was a big leap for me, but I really wanted to wow because he meant so much more to me than just a client. I didn't even really care about the money I was making. This connection, having him trust me felt so huge. So anyway... I also researched every facet of his life. I filled every candy dish in that home with his favorite candies. <laughs> the cleaning products under the sink. I, I watched every interview, John. I knew everything about this man because I wanted him to see that I saw him. I know that you like to wash your windows with X. You know, I really wanted that to come through. So finally, after four months, I fluff the final pillow. I have everything perfect. I'm there past midnight making sure it's impeccable. And I leave knowing that he's going to come back the next day, open that door and say, oh, my God, who is this girl? So the next day, I'm stuck, glued to my phone, waiting for his affirmative text or call. And it does come. The text comes in and it says, I'm so disappointed. Oh. That's it. It was that one oh. line. And this Crushing. whole four months, I had been working for nothing more than his approval. I wanted him to see how much I revered him. And, you know, then the text came flooding my phone. When I told you I liked blue, I meant I only liked navy blue. Why would anyone put a queen bed in that guest room when, you know, even if it maxed it out, we could, we could accommodate a king. Just text after text after text with negative feedback about choices that, you know, ultimately I would have known if he'd let me get approval. Um, so anyway, it was a really devastating experience. He absolutely hated what I had done. He wanted me to return everything. And it's really hard to return custom hand-spun silk wallpaper from Japan. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> um, and then also he wasn't going to pay his final invoice because he didn't like it. So that has been a really tough journey for me because not only did I lose someone who I considered a mentor, even though he didn't know my name before he hired me. Um, I really learned some, some hard lessons. I feel like there's got to be lessons that have come from this left, right, and center. Because oh, one thing yes. that I wanted to break down was, listen, all the magic happens, Fire Nation, outside of your comfort zone. So yes, Betsy hit a wall. She didn't succeed, quote unquote, succeed with this client. And in his eyes, but the reality is all the magic happens outside of your comfort zone. And if she had just gone on buying, you know, a green or a blue Ikea couch for the rest of her life, that's, that's her comfort zone. And it's good to, to be there and to thrive in there and, and to produce amazing things in there. But you got to stretch too. You got to get outside of that comfort zone and learn a lot of things too. So these type of failures, although they're painful and that text must have been soul crushing on every single level, it just made you a better entrepreneur. It made you a better person. It, it made you better in every single facet of your current business because you got outside of that comfort zone. So what are your big lessons, Betsy? 
Well, let me agree and disagree with that point, John. So I completely agree that this was such an amazing experience. And although it has totally (laughs) affected my past year in a really rough way, financially and otherwise, um, I would probably do it again. But (laughs) I don't always believe stretching in this way is the best. One of the lessons I learned, and I did go back and really enumerate these lessons for myself, is that stay in your niche. Don't stretch. I don't work with billionaires. And there's a reason I don't work with billionaires, because my clients that I work with day to day, I know exactly how to please them. I know exactly what they need. I can get to know them on a personal level because they'll be open with me. I know how to ace it every time. And I make a real difference. When a billionaire calls me, I don't know the mentality there. I don't psychologically know what's going to make that man tick. And Also, I don't get the same reaction. Why I started this business was to make a difference in people's lives who were like me, who came from poor backgrounds or who didn't have a super high-end budget. That's why I left Tom Felicia. I realized that wasn't my path. And so working for this celebrity again, it just reminded me that, yes, I'm on the right path. Stay in my niche. In fact, go deeper in my niche. Let's help those people that are really grateful versus the people that could hire everyone or anyone and are like, nope, I don't like that because nope, what were you thinking? That doesn't fulfill me. I want to make an impact. I want to see somebody's life change because I found them the comfortable sofa that they're going to cuddle with their family on now. So I realized I just need to niche down. And those next time that billionaire calls me, I think I might say no. (laughs) Well, let me ask you a question, Betsy. Totally hear what you're saying. Did that experience with the billionaire make you better at your core niche? You know what? It made me love my niche and appreciate it more. Because I was always kind of wondering, what if I had another division? My designers that I work with are like, let's get a high-end division too. But That kind of clientele isn't always the most grateful. That kind of clientele isn't always going to feel the impact that we create. And I really am fulfilled because I believe that what I do makes a difference and I see it every day. So when I'm working with somebody and I give them my all, just like I do with my other clients, but with this client, I really blood, sweat and tears, man. And then they don't even see me. They don't see that I saw them. It's maybe just not the right kind of personality for me. I come from humble roots. So when I'm working with somebody who maybe didn't, there may not be that connection. They may not understand the passion that I feel for my my particular vocation. Fire Nation, you've heard me say it before, and I'll say it again. One inch wide, one mile deep. Just really get down into your niche, into your core. Become the best in that area. And then once you are down there, you know, and you're just saying, hey, this is my comfort zone. This is where I am just most alive. This is where my bliss is. And then you can start to try to broaden out a little bit if you want. And then maybe you will hit those bubbles like Betsy did. She's like, nope, that's not where I want to go. Let's get back in this. Let's refocus. Let's redouble down. And the journey continues. Now, Betsy, that was a huge aha moment for you, just realizing that. And, and you probably had some great aha moments during the four-month experience as well. But what would you say is one of your greatest aha moments you've had to date as an entrepreneur? Tell us that story. 
my big aha moment actually came back in 2008 when I was watching The Big Idea with Donnie Deutsch. Do you remember that show? I loved that show. I loved that show. Whatever happened to that? I anyway, that. Um, when I became an entrepreneur, I didn't go to business school. Instead, I would voraciously watch business TV. And so his was one of my favorite shows. And one night I was watching, sitting on my futon with my notebook in my hand, like taking notes as copiously as possible. And he said something that forever changed my life. He said, if your business name doesn't say exactly what you do, change it tomorrow. And I had a horrible business name back then. My business's name was Room 10 Designs. Don't ask. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I won't ask, but something that I want to add to this, because I think it's so key. I heard something very similar along these lines is when it comes to your business name, be clear and clever. But if you have to choose one, always be clear. I totally agree because I was hustling back then when I had the bad name. I was on Craigslist. I was bartending at nights. I was working for free. It was just a schlep. It was a hard road. And so that very night, I applied to New York State for affordable interior design for that business name. It wasn't taken. The next day, I bought the website. And I have not looked back since. I haven't had to advertise a day since. And now that I'm growing, I just started really growing by leaps and bounds this year. So I'm having to advertise, which is a good push. It's a good out of my comfort zone situation. But everybody just organically found me. And I made so much money thanks to that one sentence from Donnie Deutsch. I love that. Organically found you. I mean, that is priceless stuff, Fire Nation. If people can look at your business name and say, that's exactly what I want. I mean, you know, we're here in Puerto Rico now. And if I wanted to have somebody that could kill the cockroaches that are crawling around in our kitchen, I want to go to a company that says, we kill cockroaches in your kitchens.com. It's like, hello, they get me. They know to go under the sink and make things happen. Like that is huge and a really random example, by the way. But <laughs> it's 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 real and it's true. And that's why when I was thinking about the name for up for entrepreneur on fire like i wanted it to be clever and clear but i wanted to be clear first these are first and foremost entrepreneurs and yes they are on fire they're rock stars they're crushing it they're in the zone they're making things happen what does your business name say now betsy in just one sentence what's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur I spend so much time with the little things, crossing those little things off my to-do list that I sometimes forget to step back and look at the larger picture of where my business is going. I sometimes forget to take that aerial view. What is your biggest strength? I have an infectious passion for my particular niche. I love going an inch wide and a mile deep. And I just, it feeds me the lower the budget, the more obstacles in my path, the more I love my job. Fire Nation, why do you want to go a mile wide and an inch deep when you're just making these little indentations everywhere? You can go one inch wide, one mile deep in something you love and just wake up every day and do just that. And I love that you've done that, Betsy. Now, what's the one thing today that you are most fired up about? Well, you inspired this, JLD. What? Because I was such a fan of yours, a year ago, I started my very own podcast. You got me hooked on listening to podcasts, and I was like, I want to do that. So I have a podcast that I love. It's my passion project, and it's BigDesignSmallBudget.com. And I record every week because you're right, consistency is king. So people know what to expect, and I love giving it to them. Consistency is king, queen, and the jester. And Fire Nation, make sure you go check out that podcast if that's your thing. Now, we got some really cool things coming up in the lightning round, Betsy. So don't you go anywhere. And Fire Nation, you stick around too. Because we're going to take a quick minute to thank our sponsors. 
This is John Lee Dumas's regularly scheduled commercial break. I figure I'll take one here as well. Now let's hear a word about our premium sponsorship. Our podcast's premium site has officially launched. Become a member of Big Design Small Budgets podcast premium site today and get access to all of our past archives, our new bonus episodes, including my interior design diaries, all for $3.99 a month or $39.99 a year. Please join us. It's a way to help support us, keep us on the air, show us some love, and of course, get even more great tips. So go to BigDesignSmallBudget.com to become a member today. Betsy, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? Yes, yes. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I didn't have a clear vision. I knew what I didn't want to do anymore. I didn't want to bartend. I didn't want to cater waiter. I didn't want to live paycheck to paycheck. But I didn't have a vision or a clear business goal. And once I got that, I was able to create that path straight to success, straight to a six-figure business. But I really needed those goals to latch onto. And for a while, I just wasn't sure where this went from being a hobby to being business. What is the best advice you've ever received? I got this piece of advice from a Seth Godin book, uh, and it is be the best in the world. And I know that sounds really daunting, but first you niche down. So when you make your niche very small, it's very easy to be the best at it. So I made sure to really focus not only on my target market, but also who those people are and my avatar. And now that I'm super clear on what that is, I just strive to be the best in the world. What do they want? What would make me a rock star in their eyes? Because there is no better marketing than a referral. Even in this day and age of technology where you can pay for as many Google ads as you want, there is still nothing better than that word of mouth. And so I truly feel that if you just focus on being the best in the world to your specific avatar, that is the path to success. Niche, 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 Fire Nation. Niche till it hurts. I used to love to say I am the best podcast host that interviews entrepreneurs daily. And guess what? I'm also the worst. And guess what? I'm also the only because I was the only person fulfilling that niche. And that's a powerful thing, Fire Nation. What is that one thing that you can feel, that unique distinguisher that can really just take you to that next level? And Betsy, what is a habit that you have that contributes to your success? So I belong to this women's business mastermind group called Saver. And every day they have a ritual where you write down one thing you're grateful for, but then you also write down one thing you're going to do to savor your success. Because so many times I was working late at night, I was working constantly, but I wasn't taking time to enjoy my success. And that doesn't have to mean you buy yourself something or you eat something decadent. What are you just going to do today so that you can really feel as successful as you are and kind of enjoy it for a minute? So that's been really life-changing for me because for so long, just making the money was kind of the thing, but I wasn't feeling like I was fulfilling myself or making it worth it for myself. Can you share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation? I love TinyScan. I have never used my scanner since I got the TinyScan <laughs> app on my phone. I just take a picture and it creates a scan and oh my goodness, I love that app. Oh, my CPA loves that app too, because I can just scan documents as they come in, send it off to him, and no more issues. Amazing. If you could recommend just one book, Betsy, to join your book on the bookshelves, what would it be and why? 
I love the Entrepreneur Roller Coaster by Darren Hardy because this journey can feel very lonely, especially if you're a sole CEO like me. And so it's so nice to read a book where you feel like other people have trod this path before and they've felt these feelings and here's what you can do. It just makes it feel like a shared experience versus a lonely time in your office. No, I love that. And actually, Darren Hardy's book, The Compound Effect, was really the first book I read way back in the day that just sprung board me into like this entrepreneurial, so to speak, roller coaster that I was just like, yes, like this is something I can do every single day. And then when his book, The Entrepreneurial Roller Coaster, came out, so like I was like, this is great. And we actually had him on the show a few months ago. I know. Betsy, I haven't been nervous in a long time for guests, except for a few like Tony Robbins, Gene Simmons. I was nervous to speak to Darren Hardy because that was just a guy that I admired from afar from Success Magazine for so long. I was like, ah, but uh, he's just such an easy guy to talk to. I bet because I listened to his audiobook, So I feel like I could definitely hang with him. Totally. He was so approachable in his in his delivery. Yes, very approachable. And again, Fire Nation, Big Design, Small Budget is Betsy's book. Check it out. Now, Betsy, this is the last question of the lightning round, but it is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Well, first things first, we're going to keep it real. I would walk around town and I would peek in people's windows. Only the open windows, John. I'm not going to like <laughs> go up there and do anything Keeping too Betsy. illegal. <laughs> I know, right? But I want to see what's going on in people's homes. What is style like on this new world? What are they needing? Are the walls bare because they don't have a lot of artwork outlets? What are people gravitating towards? Is it a more modern aesthetic or traditional on this new world? And once I have a clear idea, I'm going to go to an internet cafe, caffeinate, of course, and then I'm going to build my website. So that way I can kind of target what I'm seeing the need being in this new world. And then I'm going to Google a daily deal site like Groupon or Living Social in this new world. And I'm going to give away or you know partner with them to create a class. So I will sell this in-person class so that people can come meet me. They can see my infectious passion. They can understand what I can do for them. And also they can understand what they can do for themselves in terms of empowering them to create a great design. And then I'm going to find a rental space and spend my money on renting that space, booking those dates and times. And I'm going to teach those classes. And during the classes, I'll offer a discount for my in-person services. And then also also offer additional courses. So that way people can keep learning from me or they can hire me. What a great idea. I mean, Fire Nation, I can't remember the last time someone recommended using Groupon and Living Social. Just a great way to get your name out there to this massive email list. I mean, massive email list that's going to get targeted leads for you. That's brilliant. So, Betsy, let's end today on fire with you sharing a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. My parting piece of guidance is just to really find that thing that you have infectious passion about and spread it. People can feel it. And so go do that thing. And people can reach me by going to affordableinteriordesign.com. My email address is betsy at affordableinteriordesign.com. And I have a special giveaway, John. Yay! Yay. I am going to create a special interior design course just for your listeners. It's going to be a 20-minute crash course in design with all my best tips on how you can get a high-end look on a low budget. So they can go to affordableinteriordesign.com backslash fire and get my 20-minute course for free. Wow. 
Fire Nation, you know this. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with BH and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com. Just type Betsy in the search bar. Her show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. Best show notes in the biz, Fire Nation, timestamps, links galore. And of course, check her out at affordableinteriordesign.com. That free course for you, just add a slash fire on the end. You're off to the races with that killer gift. And uh, Betsy gave her gave you her email address, Betsy at AffordableInteriorDesign.com. Shoot her an email. Let her know what's on your mind. Say hi. Betsy, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. I had a blast, John. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody. I hope you really enjoyed that episode and got a lot out of it. We'll be back next week talking about blue and purple, continuing our rainbow series. Until next time, stay healthy. Catch you next Tuesday. Big thanks to my amazing producer, Catherine Heller, Aton and the Embassy, our house band, affordable interior design. You know the drill. Thanks, everybody. Bye.